Hello, everybody. And this, I'm Gosha from Cosmic Agency. And this is a new update, a new update on our Pleiadian target and Pleiadian contact. I have new information and new updates. So I'm going to go fast and also very important something that I want to talk about and mention to you. First of all, the update on Svaru. Svaru uh, right now is on her way to other tasks. This contact with us uh, has never been something that she she promised to us to be something permanent and and regular. We had uh, many, many months with her and I have a lot more material to share with you. But right now, in this moment, she needs to attend her personal matters and uh, her health is improving, but she needs to attend her personal matters. In the meantime, yeah, she might be back, but we don't know for sure when, how exactly. In the meantime, we have a new target and lady who has been in touch with us. Uh, we talked to her once before, but um, just once. And yesterday and two days ago, we talked to her for about five, five hours in total, I think. And this is Rachelle. Now, this is very, this is very important. She's a very important lady within the Tigetan forces. She has been one of the, she was one of the first ones to arrive here in 1952 in the orbit of the earth. She was one of the first. So she has been with us and with the human history since that time. And she has been participating in a lot of affairs of air, of earth. Okay. Attention. She has been. She was the one who talked and negotiated with President Eisenhower. She is the one. So she has the direct information about that encounter and a lot more. And I will be sharing this with you. I have notes from the conversation, so I want to mention it. Okay, maybe first I will have a brief introduction to who she is, but more information, detailed information will be given in the next video. This is just like a short introduction. Well, she is saying... Just so you can, so just so you can get to know me a bit more, contrary to Zvaru, who is not a part of the Federation, I am part of the Federation because Tagetan belong to the Federation. I'm older. In Earth years, I have, I am 186 years old. Just so you know, the ex life expectancy of them is up to 950 Earth years. And she, so, she, she, in the earth years, she is 186 years old, but she looks 25. She looks 25. Uh, her position is the, she's a representative of the High Council of Taigeta. Okay. She's also the representative. I have it, I have it here in Spanish because we talked in Spanish. So I need to like translate Im immediately. Well, I'm also representation. I'm also a representative before the Federation on the part of Taigeta. I am a part of the Federation. I am a pilot with the qualification of Sand, sand Watch, Reloj de Arena, the same as Zvaru. In fact, she was Zvaru's mentor before. I am the captain of the heavy cruiser ship. I am officially the official politician uh, of, the, of the crew of the fleet Supporting Asket. Asket is the leader. Asket is the leader of the fleet. Asket is the one who had, who had the encounter with Billy Mayer in the seventies. So she is a sort of an ambassador, as she called herself, between Federation and Taigeta and between Taigeta and other races and between Taigeta 
and the earth, etc. She says she understands that about the Eisenhower, that she understands that the opinion, uh, the extraterrestrial opinion about what happens with Eisenhower has never been given. And she will talk about this in the next video. So as I told you in the last video, they have left. Tegetan has left. But things happen there, out there in space very fast. There are a lot of events and some of them change change very fast. So there's a lot of adrenaline and you never know what's going to happen next. So I asked her, so you are back. It seems like you are back. She says, yes, we are back. My ship is back and other ships will follow. So I asked, why did you actually, why did you go in the first place? We, the response, we left to recharge and repair our ships. And, um, and we, the first ship to come back is, is, is mine, is Rachel's ship, but other ships will be back. We went also to recharge our strength and to relax. Okay. And to recharge, recharge the ship. Uh, because they do that every now and then they go back and they, uh, resupply their ships. Um, I asked her. Rachel, I would like to ask, how are things going over there, up there? How is everything developing in the, in the subject of the next three months? Uh, cabal, uh, planetary liberation, what's going on? And the new developments. Well, she says, I am very careful uh, in terms of predicting the future events. The economic reset is being prepared before the end of the year, followed followed by the incorporation of the new temporary coin on the part of UMO. UMO is an extraterrestrial race. Also, civil arrests of negative cabal. And, and if necessary, also, there could be a direct intervention on the part of the Federation, if necessary. Everything here that I'm saying is not a guarantee. It's not a future prediction. It's just what is one of the possible scenarios. I continue to ask her, well, but this economic reset, do you want to, are you saying that the money will disappear, substituted by other money in all the world, in the whole world, just like that? She says, it will be substituted by the virtual money, but it's not sure. It's one of the possible scenarios. It's being said here that if it doesn't happen before the next, before the end of the year, the window of opportunity will be lost. And it will be another, it will be a new virtual money, a virtual coin that is not yet on the market. But I asked her, the money that we are earning right now, it will continue to have its value or will, will it lose the value? She says, the society will not lose its money. It is, this is mandatory. This change will be in favor of the society or nothing will be done. So it has to benefit the people. If not, it will not be implemented. That's important. Okay. Then I asked her, it was a general conversation, like very unorganized conversation. And I also talked with Robert at the same time in the group. So we had like questions all over the place. I asked her, how do you see the difference between what's happening now in a society and what was how, how the society was before? Because she has been here since 1952. And she says, I only see 
I only see the the progress in in those who are star seeds anyway. And the truth is, I don't see a lot of difference. I refer to the subjects as ethics, as spirituality, and empathy. I don't see a lot of evolution. And I ask, but don't you see? Don't don't you think that we are more ready for the direct contact as before? She says, yes, but those people are also extraterrestrials inside. I the humans. The humans, I see, I see them the same. They are following the same, the same patterns as always. And ethics is very low on ethics. And, and I say, but don't you think that the ET subject is much more accepted than, for example, 20 years ago? So it seems like it's, it has evolved. And he said, yes, but it is because of the millions of star seeds living among the humans, not because of the humans themselves. It's the star seeds that are making this, that are making this appear this way. It's not the humans. And even though there are millions of star seeds incarnating, the overall frequency is still very low. Yes, because it has to be mentioned that Svaru always said, all of, all of us, everybody on earth, we are star seeds. We are star seeds. However, here she's referring to the star, recent star seeds, the one who have incarnated just now in this phase, because others, they have been in a cycle of Earth for many, many, many centuries. She's referring here to the new ET souls coming now, some of them with just one life on Earth. Then Robert asked, so are we going towards the planetary ascension into the fifth day, Rachelle? She says, yes, we are approaching, you are approaching, you are approaching the planetary ascension. But as Svaro always explains, it's something individual and not really groupal, not really collective. It's only a pare- um, seemingly collective because of the agreements of the individuals. So I asked, okay, well then, what will happen between 2020 and 2030? Wasn't there the plan of, of you possibly coming openly? Because in one, one conversation, I asked Svaru if you will, if you will come massively and will you reveal it yourselves to us on a massive scale? And she says, it's been negotiated. It's been looked at as a possible scenario between 2020 and 2030, but it's not guaranteed. This I have to mention. This is not making, it's not about making predictions. This is about just giving you possibilities. And it depends on many, many factors. So I asked what, what is going to happen between 2020 and 2030? And she says, these are only predictions based on certain models and they cannot be 100% trust, worth, worth trustable. Uh, this is something that the humans don't accept easily, given that they always wait for the real extraterrestrial to give them future predictions to validate that they are extraterrestrials. But it does not work this way. The timelines don't work this way. So this was our first conversation with Rachel yesterday. We had another one and we will share it with you. And it's going to be much more, um, there's going to be a lot more content. Now, I would like to mention something that has caused some controversy in the Spanish world. By the way, the, the Zvaru's message is going like crazy in a 
Spanish world, we have been attacked from all different sides. We don't care, of course. However, I do worry about one aspect. Okay, when we mention Zvaru having eye problem, or when we mention that Zvaru was alone in a ship and the Tigerton forces left, for example, we did this because we wanted to bring her person, the image of her closer, closer to you, closer to people as as a person, as a human being, as well, not a human being, as a humanoid Tigerton being, as a biological being. And some people have taken this as creating creating soap op- cosmic soap opera and and saying that she cannot be real because she has this problem and she has been acting too human and she has too many emotions and she how can how can it be that she has eye problems and how, how can it be that she gets sad or frustrated? And I want to say these two things, very important. First of all, first of all, it's time that we changed our perception of what the extraterrestrial should be or should look like or should act like. They are, first of all, biological beings. They are people. They are people. I'm here talking about the Tigetan, Tigetan extraterrestrials. There are other races that don't look anything like, like a humanoid beings, but the first extraterrestrials who will reveal themselves to the public and who deal with the public many times infiltrating in our society, talking with the government officials, for example, throughout the centuries, are the ones who look like us, who look like us. And many times, most of the times, if not always, they go totally unnoticed. Why is that? Because they look like us. They are the same. They act, they talk, they have emotions, they get sad, they eat. And they also have physical problems many times. So this is the one thing. This is something we have to, we have to remember. We cannot continue attaching ourselves to this image of the extraterrestrials as, 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 as floating beings of light who will just come out in a cloud and will give us an enigmatic spiritual message of love and, and, and uh, hope because this has been done. Nothing wrong with that. But now the times are changing, that we are evolving and hopefully, and the contact is imminent. This is something we have been looking forward to. So we, as a race, it's time that we opened ourselves to those beings as our brothers and sisters with their imperfections, with their emotionality, with their biological biobiology, and with their stories. Because the stories are life itself. They are not gods. They are not angels. They have stories. So we have been sharing these stories, personal stories about Zvaru with the world. So we can, we can approach, we can approach them a little more in a human, normal way. So, so we stop seeing them as gods. So we can, cross the the line between us as biological beings with emotions and then fantasy angels in the in the cloud so 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 we so so she's seen more as a friend she doesn't want to be seen as a goddess it's very important that she's no goddess they are no gods these times are over we're approaching imminent contact and we better get ready and we better accept this as a fact because if not ladies and gentlemen they are 
They're examining this and they will not get closer to us if they see, if they assess that most of us are not ready because we keep putting them on a pedestal and imagine them, imagining them as, as mystery creatures who, who never get sick, who never get sad and who never have any, any stories happening in their life. In up there, there are more things happening than in our life. Our individual lives are full of stories, right? Myself, for example, in August, I got separated from my boyfriend. My relationship has ended. Is it a soap opera? It's a fact. It's part of my life. It's a movement of life. We all have them. My aunt died. I moved to the new location. I have a new flatmate. All these things form a part of our life and our story. So us telling, telling you, the viewers, about Svaru and about her life is to bring her to you as a friend so we can, so we can cross the difference between our races. So we can finally become part of the, of the galactic community as brothers and sisters, our families, not as gods and we here slaves on our knees, but together. And for that, we need to open ourselves to their stories, except that they do have their stories and their stories are 10 times more intense than ours. It's they surpassed science fiction, what's going on, what's going on up there. So if, again, if we want to seriously consider ourselves as a part of the galactic community, we need to accept the fact and open ourselves to the fact that they are people, that they are People who will come with their life stories, just as we will with ours. And this is the only way they can reveal themselves when they see we are ready for their stories, when we are ready to see them as our, our families in all sense, in all sense. They are observing the reactions of people and the story, the Svaru messages have not been so known yet in the English world, but in the Spanish world, yes. And, and, and our contact and our communication has been a sort of an analysis, a study for not just for the Tigetans, but also for other races to see if we as a race are ready for the, for the more open contact. They are studying the protocols of the more direct contacts on the basis of, of our communication and the public's reaction to that communication. So I'm just saying this. Uh, right away to the English world, uh, just in case, just in case the same reaction might, might, might start as, you know, um, reactions of, of disbelief based on, uh, they, they seem too human or their reaction is too human or why did she get sick? I mean, the beings from the fifth, 5D, they don't get sick and what's going on. Um, so yes, this is all real. It's time. It's time to accept them with all their imperfections, with their stories, with their conditions, with their conflicts. This is, we are ready. We are ready for whatever it takes. We are ready for the truth and for whatever story they, they might bring us. So thank you very much for watching. And uh, a lot more material is coming. Uh, Zbaru right now is not with us, but a lot more Zbaru material will continue. And simultaneously, we will share some of the Rochelle's material. So exciting. This is part of the disclosure. I'm very excited. I'm very excited. And thank you so much, Tiger and team, for, for
for keeping in touch with us. We are more than, more than honored. This is a dream come true. And I'm just very happy to be sharing, sharing with you what I'm learning. So thank you so much again and until next time.